0: It's kind of crazy because, you know, playing at Brewster and being, like, a top player in Canada, everyone was expecting you to go to, like, um, like a Duke or something or a Syracuse. Right. So, I remember you spoke—you had to make some, some grown-man decisions. Right. So, like, what went into you um, choosing to go to a college closer to the border rather than one of those high major schools?
1: Right, yeah. So, going to Brewster, you know, I think um, nine of us went D1. I mm-hmm. want to say nine players got a scholarship. Um, and everyone, you know, went high major um, <clears throat> and I had some high major offers as well. You know, um, having a good season there. I think I, I hit the game winner in the championship game mm-hmm. for the NEPSAC. Wow. Uh, we won the national championship, like I said. So everyone was getting um, um, big time looks at the time. Um, <clears throat> but right around that time, I would say halfway through uh, my time in high school at Brewster, mm-hmm. I was having my daughter. Um, and She was going to be born um, in September.
0: we have another special guest um from toronto who did a lot for the community a lot for the basketball community um it goes by the name of ashton khan so that's why i appreciate you coming out here today uh, bro man, thank you for having me bro nah, no problem um so let's get right into it bro um so you grew up in scarborough Yep, grew um, up in Scarborough. what was it like growing up out there
1: um growing up in scarborough you know it has its has its pros and cons you know um growing up in certain neighborhoods, you get close with your friends. Yeah. So you have a tight knit group of friends um, and uh, you know, it's a benefit that we all play basketball. So we all Mm -hmm. grow up playing a sport and it helps us like stick together. But then obviously you have your tough part, you know, with um, it not being maybe the best neighborhood to grow up in. So they have that, you know, that part to deal with um, growing up, but I wouldn't change it for anything. It kind of made me who I am today. So it it was a blessing.
0: No, 100% bro, 100%. So like who got you started with basketball?
1: um i would say my older brother my older brother got me into basketball you know just you know you're younger you're following mm-hmm. your older brother he was playing basketball um so you know we would go outside and just play basketball in our neighborhood um and then eventually um at our community center yeah yeah That yeah. was close by our neighborhood as well
0: it's Heron park right yeah that- Heron park community center oh, yeah that's dope bro so like there's a lot of hoopers that come out of Scar- uh, scarborough so like how did that community play a role in like shaping your game
1: well it's like anytime you went somewhere in Scarborough to play basketball, you're always gonna play against another good um a good player. So, yeah. you know, whether it was at the Y M C A, whether it was at uh the community center here in Park, mm-hmm. um, whether it was in the school districts, um there's always somebody uh, to play against that would push you and you can see where your game is. So that was the kind of benefit, um, to have guys that can also play at a high level to yeah. push you and
0: um, you know, be the best player you could be. A hundred percent, bro. Wow, that's dope. Um so also you played, was it, Scarborough Blues growing up, right?
1: Yeah, I played Scarborough Blues for, like, I was kind of a late onto the Scarborough Blues scene. I played it for about five, six years.
0: Yeah, so mm-hmm. what, what age did that start?
1: I started when I was in um, grade eight, so yeah. about 14, I want to say. I
0: 14, okay. Blues. So when did you guys know, like, okay, like, because, like, for me, like, I remember play I played against you guys, when you were, like, one time, and mm-hmm. it was, like, our team was good for our age group, but we played up a tournament, and it's, like, yeah, we got destroyed, so I was, mm-hmm. like, oh, shoot, like, this is different. So, like, did you guys know, like, yo, everyone has a chance to do something great here? Like, most of the team, or were you guys just like playing?
1: Oh, we kind of had an idea because, you know, just in the practices that we had. Yeah. They were such like high level practices. Um, guys were competing. We mm-hmm. had a good coaching uh, with Coach Bob. And then we had, um, when Nick Wiggins joined our team, we had his dad helping mm-hmm. coach our team. So that was like another, you know, a former professional just giving us advice and you know, gems all the time and pushing yeah. us. Um So we had a lot. We had David Joseph. Yeah. Um, we also had Mo Walker's father, Craig. So uh-huh. we had a lot of good coaches around us pushing us. Um So we knew that, you know, all of us have a chance to do something special mm-hmm. with basketball.
0: Mm-hmm. So, like, what was your, like, uh process of getting better? Like, was it, like, did you go by yourself you have a routine did someone train you or did you kind of just figure it out
1: yeah my process um it kind of started when i was in grade nine yeah um and i kept it consistent throughout my whole um high school career mm-hmm. um, i would i would wake up around like 5 30 a.m every day before school and go to the ymca so mm-hmm. um it's just i was getting in extra hours every single day um i would probably go from about 615 to about 745 every wow. day hour yeah. and a half at the at the Scarborough Wild. I would take the bus over there and then I would take the bus to uh, to school to Mother Teresa so I would say my process started in grade nine and eventually um, you know doing that for a few years I started to separate myself from the pack. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean yeah that makes sense like because a lot of us were playing and like we all really knows what what goes into being good right. and it's it's mm-hmm. more so um, a discipline than a talent thing. Exactly. So yeah. it's, it's, it kind of makes sense now because, like, growing up, everybody's like, okay, that guy's nice, but why? Like, I don't mm-hmm. understand it. Exactly. Um, so, like, your team had, like, guys like Corey Joseph. Right. Obviously, Mo Walker. Right. Um, Daniel Mullings. Yep. And you guys all went to do, like, big things. Yep. Okay. So, are you st- guys still close? You guys still talk, or?
1: Yeah, we all still talk. All of us still, um, you know, keep in contact. Yeah. Uh, especially like you know when we see each other, it's of course it's gonna be always love. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up with guys and playing basketball, with guys you build a brotherhood and a bond that you know that can never be broken. So, you know, it's always good to see those guys and to see how successful they are. Um, Corey being in the NBA, I think he's going into his tenth year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mul Walker being a six seven year professional, Daniel Mullen, same thing. So it's good to see these guys' um, success stories, knowing where they came from and how hard
0: they had to work to get to w- where they are today. 100%, bro. That's dope, man. So, like, the Toronto basketball scene, mm-hmm. like, growing up in that time, like, it's, like, very, very competitive. Yep. Um, so how did you guys, like, figure out how to stand out in that time? Like, especially even, like, you and Corey. Like, at that time, it was, like, for me, being a younger kid, watching everything, it was, like, Ashton and Corey, that's all I really heard about. So... Like, what was that like for you? Did you guys make it a goal to, like, be better than anybody else or, like...
1: Um, What we did kind of, like, we just pushed each other, you know? Um, Growing up, um, we would play basketball pretty much on the week because he uh, he went to school in Durham. I went Mm -hmm. to school in Scarborough, so... You know, every weekend we got, we got, you know, we'd go to the YMCA. He'd come down to the Heron Park Community Center. We would always push each other, a lot of one-on-ones, whether it was in my neighborhood, outside, um, and just pushing one another to try to be uh, as best as we can. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> also what helped was joining AAU. You know, AAU also helped because there was a lot of good players on the AAU scene, mm-hmm. on our teams. And those practices, I remember traveling to Malton Community Center mm-hmm. I played for CIA Bounce for a bit. Um, and those practices were good and then going down to Falstaff when I played for Grassroots There's mm-hmm. another group of players, um, that I would play with and so I'm getting like the best of both worlds and getting to compete with the best players in the city. Um, I would say Team Ontario helped that journey yeah. as well. Um, playing with, playing with, playing with the Ontario team for three years and, uh, I played with the U19 Canadian national team for,
0: for a tournament as well. That's dope, bro. That's dope, man. So, with that said, mm-hmm. um, with things like OBAs oh, yep. and uh OFSA, which were popular at the time. Yep. What was it like for you like going through those battles like?
1: Um, OBA was great, man. We we, we always went up against um I remember Toronto Five O was a big yeah. team. Um Triple Threat was a big team. Um there was a bunch of a bunch of team Brampton A's
0: mm-hmm.
1: Brampton. Blue Devils, Blue sorry, Devils Blue Yeah. Devils. Brampton Blue Devils was yeah. was, a, was a was a tough one. The Saga Monarchs. Um, so, you know, we always had our battles. Um, our team, our team was stacked, you know, Mm -hmm. with, with Mo and, and Corey and Wiggins Mm -hmm. and Panola, Ansel Mullins. So our team, we had a good team and we had a good coaching staff. So our team was very successful. Um, but yeah, it was, it it was, it was definitely a part of the journey, which kind of helped. It kind of helped open your eyes that, okay, you maybe can do something with basketball. Mm -hmm. You know, you maybe can go somewhere. I think that, OBA kind of, OBA's kind of solidified that for us.
0: Nah, definitely, definitely, bro. So, you playing at Mother Teresa, mm-hmm. um, that kind of gave you a chance to, like, you know, go crazy. I remember Hoop Down GTA was, like, yep. really Hoop popular GTA, at the time. Yeah. Um, did you feel like, when you were playing, was it, like, more so fun or was it pressure? Did you have pressure on yourself? Like,
1: uh, For me, I was, like, when I first started out, like, because I started playing basketball pretty late, like, when I was in middle school, really. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I was a soccer player to start, and I just wanted to have fun. So when I was in grade nine, it was really fun playing on the junior team. We even had, like, a grade nine team. I was playing with my friends because I went to Mother Teresa, but my home school was West Hill. Oh, okay. So I went to Mother Teresa because everyone from my Scarborough Blues team, my OBA team, was going to Mother Teresa. So I was mm-hmm. like, and the coach, Coach Bob, was also the coach for the Mother Teresa team. So I was like, okay, it'll be cool to play with my rep team coach and mm-hmm. my rep team teammates. So I just wanted to really have fun. Um and there was a little bit of pressure, but there was a high expectation for me because when I was going into grade 10, um coach Gallagher decided to only allow me to play on the senior team. Me, okay. Me personally, I wanted to play on the junior team. Yeah. You know, with my friends and people my age. And I knew that if I went to the senior team in grade 10, I had to play with the grade 11s, 12s mm-hmm. and the fifth years. Uh, people I didn't really know, and uh, this old, uh, older older age,
0: mm-hmm. I mean, it
1: was ended up being beneficial to me. Um, but, yeah, Gallagher had me starting, you know, as a grade 10 on the senior team. So there was a little pressure there, like, playing with uh, guys that are two, three years older than me. I'm, I'm about 15, 16, guys are 18, 19,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely, bro. It was very, very competitive at that time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, like, Toronto was, like, known for that, um, like shaping a lot of good players, a lot of guards, the competition is like, it's really, really high level. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Like what went into you um, as far as AAU, like you said you played for CIA Bounce and Grass, which were, which were the two best teams at the time. Right. Um, so what went into you playing uh, AAU? Did you just come upon it or was it popular or like?
1: Um, yeah, Just. Uh, I just stumbled upon it, you know, just playing in the rep basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing guys and then seeing that they're playing AAU and they're going to get a chance to go to the U.S. and, and, and potentially get scouted and, mm-hmm. you know, because when, when, when we were playing back then, you know, it wasn't it wasn't as easy to get a scholarship or mm-hmm. an offer from Canada as it is today. It's a mm-hmm. little bit easier. There's a lot more opportunities. But then it was, you know, the, the opportunities were more north of the border. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's when AAU, you know, became a big factor. It was like, okay, maybe... We need to go to the to the U.S. to play some tournaments and to be seen by colleges.
0: No, 100%, bro, 100%. So when you went down there, mm-hmm. um, who was like some of the best players you guys competed against? Were there any NBA players or? Um.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Some NBA players: Kyrie Irving, um, mm-hmm. Joe Jackson. It's a lot of guys. Like a lot of guys over the years. Jared Sullinger mm-hmm. played for Ohio Red. Um, a lot of nba players we competed against a lot of high major division one players Um, so it was always competitive because we went to the best tournaments yeah carolina vegas so you're going to come across some of the best players in your age group Mm -hmm. so it was always it was always good it was always good
0: Mm -hmm. so like you were like obviously one of the best guards at that time um and you going to brewster was like no surprise so like did you have any other prep school you wanted to go to, or did you just like, okay, that's the one?
1: Honestly, um, the only other prep school was Finlay Prep, Yeah. Uh, because at the time, you know, Corey was going there, so yeah. that was the other opportunity. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I ended up getting an offer from them uh, to go there, but uh, decided to go to Brewster Academy mm-hmm. with, with, with Mo.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yep. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So what was it like playing at Brewster?
1: Brewster was, you know, Brewster was an eye opener because obviously, you know, you're dominating the scene in Toronto,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: especially for basketball. Um, and we, you know, we came in second place uh, my last year of high school. in yeah, And yeah. uh, in, in Offsa. we won a silver. So we were like, well, <clears throat> we, we still had another year. And a lot of the guys on Eastern um, that that beat us, they were graduating. So it, we were very confident that we were going to get the gold the following year. Mm-hmm. Um, but then brewster um came onto the uh, the table and you know we thought okay we're gonna go there and it's you know we're gonna dominate <clears throat> and we got there and you know first day we got there there's 25. great players um on campus you know we had a little scrimmage and um that's when i first met will barton mm-hmm. and um he's putting the ball through his legs windmills uh, cj fair who's a four-year yeah. graduate from syracuse yeah. and, um, nadir tharp who's a starting point yeah. at kansas we just had so many players And I was like, oh, it was a kind of eye opener. Mm -hmm. Everybody's really good here, Mm -hmm. you know. So, um, we had alumni games and people coming back to practice with us, and it was it was it was a big eye opener going to Brewster.
0: That's amazing, bro. Mm -hmm. That's a different type of experience. Yep. Um, So that was what the NEPSAC conference, right? That was
1: the NEPSAC, yeah, and a lot of good players um, that we played against throughout those times. Yeah,
0: no, definitely, bro. So, how did that kind of shape you? Did you like? How did you, like, get ahead on there? Because, like, you're playing with a number of NBA players.
1: Right, right. Um, you know, the coach is really good. Um, you know, so he, he definitely helps prepare guys. You know, Donovan Mitchell went to Brewster Academy, mm-hmm. TJ Warren. Um, a lot of NBA guys, a lot of high major Division One guys, guys mm-hmm. playing overseas. So the coach has a lot of experience working with guys. Um, so he puts us in position to be successful. His practices are very detailed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know it's just like a fishbowl when you're there. There's no days off really, cause you know yeah. Mike Shishovsky coming in, John Calipari, wow. the whole Syracuse staff. Like you don't know which high major school is gonna be in the gym that day. So you know there's no real cutting corners. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to bring it every day, cause there's probably not a practice when there's not a high division one coach in the building.
0: Yeah, that's amazing, bro. So, but like, how did you, how did you like separate yourself there? Cause like, you obviously, you know, you got to compete for playing time. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, everyone's cool but like you want to get your looks you obviously have your goals as well so how did how did you find out like figure out a way to do that
1: oh the one thing i think that helped me was just from where i came from you know coming from scarborough coming from toronto you have that grit you know Mm -hmm. you're going to play hard no matter what and i brought that um with me and you know growing um going to school mother Teresa, uh, of course too it's another it's a gritty school Mm -hmm. um so um i had a foundation of just um perseverance and fighting through um the other guard was really good too nadir tharp Mm -hmm. to kansas um, we would compete. Uh, we're you know we're boys up to this day, but you know on the court we were competing in practice because obviously we had to share that point guard position. Yeah. But I mean, it, it worked out great, you know. Um, just locking in, you know, being my first time away, being from home was when I went to high mm-hmm. school out there. We got a little homesick, but once I got over that, it was like, yo, we gotta lock in. It what helped is I was with Big Mo too. Yeah. We lived together. Uh, me, Big Mo, Will Barton, and uh, C J. Fair. We lived in a wow. house together. Um, So us four sticking together um, was was very, very good for us because it was all four of our times. Mm -hmm. i mean sorry, all four of us first time being away from home. Yeah. So we all got homesick at of time.
0: So do you think it would have been better for you if you did like three years there or were you like good with
1: the one um i was good with the one yeah because i think that i got everything i needed out of there we won the national championship mm-hmm. the state championship uh the first brewster academy team to do that in history wow um our team actually got inducted in the hall of fame That's
0: uh, dope, in dope 2019 yeah. yeah i seen you i've seen you on instagram i think no facebook you posted yeah. it yeah
1: we got inducted in the hall of fame because it was the first team to get to win the nepsac um, mm-hmm. championship and the national championship in the same uh season they've done it again since but we were the first ones to kind of do that so mm-hmm. Yeah, that experience was 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 an amazing experience.
0: That's dope, bro. That's dope. It's priceless those those experiences priceless. you can't really get back. Yeah. Um and I think that's what separates guys like you from like a lot of other guys cuz like um a lot of guys played basketball, but right. not a lot of guys played like that high high level that mm-hmm. the high level and it's kind of it's kind of crazy cuz you know, playing at Brewster and being like a top player in Canada, everyone was expecting you to go to like um like a duke or something or a syracuse so i remember you spoke you had to make some some growing man decisions right so like what went into you um choosing to go to a college closer to the border rather than one of those high major schools
1: right yeah so going to brewster you know i think um nine of us went d1 i Mm want to say nine players got a scholarship um and everyone you know went high major um and i had some high major offers as well you know um Having a good season there. I think I, I had the game winner in the championship game mm-hmm. for the NEPSAC.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: we won the national championship, like I said. So everyone was getting um, big time looks at the time. Um, <clears throat> but right around that time, I would say halfway through uh, my time in high school at Brewster, mm-hmm. I was having my daughter um, and she was going to be born um, in September. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be like the first month of my college freshman year yeah so that kind of played a factor in um whether i should um you know just being young at that time whether i should stay in canada or still pursue the opportunity to go ncaa division one so that kind of played a factor in okay maybe i can still go division one um and pursue that mm-hmm. but maybe um, try to stay as close to the border as possible so i can kind of go back and forth
0: no nah, definitely bro definitely that's dope and it's honorable because like not a lot of guys would do that and make that decision right um and it's like it's a, it's a big decision because right. it shapes the rest of your career really. right exactly um let's say like if you would have went to like providence or virginia tech exactly you yeah. might have went to the league right. and it's like you know you got friends who are in the league and it's like um you were just as good as them if you know not better arguably whatever um does that ever run through your mind like yo if maybe if i did this or did that i would have went to the nba do you have any regrets or like
1: Um, you know, I, I, I I never had any regrets because before then, um, I wasn't living for God. Mm -hmm. And there was a time where because of the basketball path I chose, I ended up going to Texas Mm -hmm. and ended up changing my life around there. Mm -hmm. So I think the life change that I made in 2012 to serve God could never, I could never trade that to go to the NBA or go to a high major division Mm one. So that, that just that reason alone. Because I don't know if I would have found God the way I did if I did go to those other schools. Because I'm not sure what would have happened in my life or what mm-hmm. doors would have opened or whatever. But with what happened and uh, my college career leading me to Texas for a year and meeting the people I did and making the life changes that I made,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I wouldn't change that for the world. I think 2012 was one of the best years of my life to change and head into a more positive direction.
0: Oh, that's amazing, bro. Yeah so essentially you got saved i got saved yeah yeah no that's amazing bro um and it's 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 crazy because like one thing obviously i haven't spoke to you in a while but like i noticed like okay this guy is not the same person he used to be Kind of like a like it's like a, a lot different and that's amazing that um you know you were able to experience that and you know tell people about it now right so with that said bro um what was it like like playing college and having a daughter and trying to manage that.
1: Yeah, that was tough. You know, that was tough because you feel like you're missing out on certain things. Mm-hmm. But um, you're trying to do the best you can so you can potentially um, set, set set her up for a better future. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, getting a Division One scholarship or getting any type of education for free is not easy to come by. Mm-hmm. So you want to kind of take advantage of that opportunity and get that degree um, for free, you know. Um, so it was just trying to understand that and grasp that while being young and understanding that what you're doing right now is only temporary and you'll have time you know in the future so mm-hmm. it, was, it was hard to balance it but I had uh, good people in my corner my parents uh, my family the pastor that I met in Texas mm-hmm. and I still keep in contact with so um, with, with, the, with that support system I was able to you know do it with no problem
0: no nah, that's amazing bro that's actually amazing man mm-hmm. um, so what was it like becoming a father so like scary is it
1: yeah that age you know it's very nerve-wracking you're gonna think what's my parents gonna think um stuff like that but you know it was it, it was it was a blessing you know very very happy and now my daughter's ten years old now mm-hmm. so you know and our relationship is great um so you know it helped me mature a little bit as well yeah you start looking at things a little different because now you got to provide for another another human being you know mm-hmm. so. Um, it was definitely an eye-opener an opportunity for me to learn and grow and mature yeah. and learn from that from that decision that I made and, and, and learn to do to do and make better decisions in the mm-hmm.
0: future so like would you say like that kind of like intensified your work ethic or like it drove you more to be a better basketball player or like
1: yeah definitely yeah definitely yeah. I would say it um, not only like basketball just even like started to go harder in education mm-hmm. um, just started to just trying to take things more serious um, all around. Um, so I just like a whole life change, really.
0: Well, that's, that's tough, bro, that's tough. Mm-hmm. So, you know, moving f- fast forward from that, um, from your college now, right. you you go pro. Yep. Uh, so what has your overseas experience been like thus far?
1: Oh, it's been great, you know, um, I started off in the UK. Uh, yeah. They have a couple leagues out there, first division and a second and a second division. Um, I started off in the first division on mm-hmm. the top three team. Um, And I played there for three seasons. Um, I ended up being the captain of the team um, at one point. So, I mean, my overseas in Europe um, particularly was great. I had a great experience there Mm -hmm. in a few countries. Um, You know, I met some great people, um, competed. It was good, man. I loved it. And my personal experiences was great.
0: Yeah, that's amazing, bro. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So, did you ever get any, like, um, NBA or G League looks? Did you ever think about pursuing that?
1: I had my agent talk to me about G League opportunities uh, multiple times. Um, He said, you know, you can play in the G League. Um, But, you know, I was just having a lot of fun overseas and just enjoying the... uh, I'm a culture guy. I like Mm -hmm. seeing other countries. Um, I like seeing um, the way of people, the different way that people think, Mm -hmm. um, the different things they value, you know, around the world. You know, I already kind of have an idea of what the North American culture provides and what, mm-hmm. what it represents and their point of views. But it's good to see what, pe- how people think and how they live in Portugal or France mm-hmm. or Spain. Or, you know, I was in Asia and Malaysia and China and Japan. And it's just, I'm a, I'm a guy. I want to travel and use the tool to see other people. And not only that, just try to touch lives while I'm out
0: there. Yeah, 100%, bro. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's amazing, man. So, like, what is... The biggest thing you've learned playing overseas like what would you say how does that impacted your growth as a person
1: um you know you gotta uh you gotta be able to take care of yourself and be self-disciplined so whether it's waking up on time taking care of your body eating Mm -hmm. right uh, managing your finances um you know um, being able to play under pressure you know Mm.
0: you
1: know it's pressure to play overseas You know, it's not like high school, you know, Mm -hmm. it's all funny games. Now it's like coaches are looking at the stat sheet, even at halftime, seeing how you're doing. You know, you're not performing three, four games in a row. That's a lot of pressure, you know, you could get fired. Mm -hmm. So it's not um, as, I don't want to say it's not fun, but it's not as, um, you know, just nonchalant and just hoop. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to bring it. So you got to be disciplined to stay after practice, get to practice early, ice bath. Um, all these things that you didn't, you didn't really do in high school. Mm-hmm. You got to really take that stuff serious because every practice, every game matters. No, hundred percent. job now, you know?
0: hundred percent, bro. Um, and it's, it's good that you can kind of shed light on the whole overseas thing. Cause right. it's like, there's this mentality, um, that it's either NBA or nothing. And then like, there's a trend now you see a lot of guys chasing like a lower leagues just to play right um in whether it be in canada or something like that and they're not really exploring overseas understanding like yo there's a great lifestyle over there great, the competition's yeah. great mm-hmm. and you get paid well mm-hmm. so um to the kids who like coming up next and they're looking to become a professional but they may only have the nba in mind what 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 advice would you give them
1: i would tell them like if the nba doesn't work out right away you know um Europe Asia um, Anywhere overseas is a good option as well. Mm -hmm. Um, There's lots of guys uh, just off the top of my head Patrick Beverly Spent a lot of time in um, overseas Um, I think his name the big man from the Celtics Thais. oh, yeah, 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 the the starting big man for the Celtics right now He he played like five six years in Germany. Oh, yeah, Um, so like there, you know, it doesn't matter where you start It's about where you finish Mm -hmm. and it's about, you know honestly it's just about can you impact others and and help the next generation come you know yeah. come up and and it's not really you know what i tell my friends and stuff it's, it's not really what you do it's is is in terms of like your occupation whether it's um basketball or whatever you're doing but it's whatever you're doing is a helping you provide for your family mm-hmm. and take care of your family and giving you the life that you deserve you know so i mean whether it's mba overseas as Long as it's giving you an opportunity to take care of yours and mm-hmm. your family, maybe help your parents or whatever, that's the most important thing, right? So, you know, people want to go um, MBA, which is, of course, amazing, but it's hard to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there's always other options to, uh, to be a professional,
0: 100%, man. So, you were in China this past season, right? Yeah, two during seasons. the whole pandemic and the yeah, political yeah, scuffles. Yeah. So, like was it kind of crazy down there during those times
1: um yeah it was like picking like there was people like there was talks about certain things when i was there but fortunately i was going home for um christmas so i was flying back um to go see my wife and spend time with her for christmas holidays and the new years and stuff like that so when i got back um you know probably like two weeks after i got a week probably after i got back i got a phone call saying like there's been an outbreak mm-hmm. and, um, not to come back. Yeah. I was, cause I had my flight booked to return, right? Yeah. So I was just on my holiday vacation and, um, man, it just, you know, never, I haven't even gone back since, um, wow. because of, uh, everything that's taken, taken place. our uh, mm-hmm. contract got canceled, the season got canceled, all that stuff.
0: So aside from that though, like how was the basketball down there in China?
1: It's great, man. Um, the fans are, they're so dedicated and passionate and because the population in China is so many people, um. You know, there's so many people at the game you mm-hmm. know? playing in front of thousands and thousands of people uh, uh, um, at some of these games is a pretty cool it's atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like you would never think like, oh, you're going to play in such a big atmosphere, you know, so um, and our arena was awesome. So it was it, it was a great experience, you know. Tough parts, you know, it was like the food a little bit was challenging. Yeah. Like some of the food, um and you know, just my coach didn't speak any English. He only spoke Mandarin, so wow. I had to start picking up on Mandarin, taking lessons. So now, nice.
0: Oh wow, yeah. that's it's nuts, bro. So, so did uh, is that like the same league as like stefan Marbury? Or is no, is there
1: another league out there in the Anhui Province. There's a league okay. out
0: there, yeah, yeah. So, it was
1: good. It was good.
0: no nah, that's dope, man. That's dope, bro. So like, I see a lot of guys now. Um, this, They're struggling to transition outside of basketball right um and adjusting to life after basketball Mm -hmm. so do you kind of have like a a plan do you know how much longer you want to play like what does that look like for you
1: um for me you know just whatever makes sense Mm -hmm. whatever makes sense um you know i always tell guys and especially some of my friends that are playing professional now that are coming down to maybe their knees aren't feeling the way they used to or they you know they're looking to retire it's like use basketball um, like the season that you're in, as like you know, a crutch. And while you're while you're playing that season, start looking for other opportunities. Start mm-hmm. networking. Start talking to people back at your university. Start um, um, seeing what other businesses you can do. So like, yeah, you're still playing, right? You're still playing. Mm-hmm. But as you're playing, you're still figuring out your next move. Cause that's mm-hmm. what that's what I do when I play. You know, when I was playing in the UK, I had camps. Um, I had my own after-school programs. Wow. Um, I was doing a lot of different stuff outside of just, you know, only just playing basketball. Mm-hmm. When I was in China, I started a, a whole basketball program, um, a training program. And I, I mean, I haven't been back to China in, in months, but it, that training program's still running. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I started that like a year ago and it's still, you know, it's still successful today. So it's like use the platform that you have to run things and start things because you never know when basketball you know, and can it end. It.
0: Yeah. That's mm-hmm. amazing, bro. So yeah. you're kind of like you kind of like touched everything right to, see. to take
1: advantage of every opportunity
0: and blessings i had mm-hmm. so was that like so obviously you're in business yeah did you go to school for business like or like what you? Oh
1: no, i didn't go to school for business i i'm a, a psychology graduate uh, mm-hmm. graduate in psychology but um it's always been an interest of mine and my brother's in business so you know that you know that kind of rubbed off on me and 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 uh kind of made sense to know to know to start my own to start mm-hmm. my own business so i have a couple things that i do
0: Mm-hmm. So you're an entrepreneur after this, after right. basketball Yes Which is dope So do you see yourself, would you ever see yourself coaching or anything like that?
1: Um, uh, yeah, I can see myself maybe coaching, depends depending yeah. on the situation But yeah, I'm, you know, for me, my gift is teaching regardless yeah. So like, that's that's my gift that I, I got from the Lord Is just being yeah. a teacher um, Doesn't mean that I'm teaching subjects or whatever But um, just whatever knowledge that I have and wisdom that I have Is I can share to others And, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm always, um want to be a learner as well
0: mm-hmm. Nah, that's amazing bro that's amazing yes, sir nah so yo bro appreciate you coming out today bro, bro. it's a really good interview got man you. um we done? yeah a lot of people will learn from this okay
1: gotcha
0: um I take my legs down right yeah yeah oh i don't know yeah. i know you're sore up there bro yeah
1: legs bro Legs are working out <laughs>